This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And boy, not much going on in Steeler land these days. the world has exploded (laughs) and there's much to discuss. Uh, Yes, much to talk about. Um, I'm sitting on my... uh, on my couch yesterday, uh, get back yesterday morning. I just gotten off the phone with Todd Haley. Okay. It just hung the phone up with Todd Haley talking to him about Ben Roethlisberger. That makes perfect sense. Getting ready for the Roethlisberger retirement. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Lo and behold, <laughs> Roethlisberger retires. Like, if it had happened five minutes earlier, I could have gotten the immediate reaction from Haley. That's what you're I, saying. Okay. You, know, you were preparing I, for the day I was, when it comes, right? You know, I had, I, had, I had, like, the basis of a story written, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I need some more stuff from somebody who worked closely with. I'm going to give Todd a, sh- a shot here. Okay. And so I call, you know, I've been going back and forth with Haley for a couple of days. And he says, hey, can we talk at 940 this morning? It was a very sp- uh, specific time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 940. At 10 o'clock, the news <laughs> the news came out. That's when the the uh, the, the announcement was uh, released on Twitter by Roethlisberger's uh, Twitter account. I'm like, I had literally just hung up just the phone, the phone with, with Todd. With your former <laughs> offense coordinator. <laughs> Side note, not to go down this, this this alley too much, but in a uh, seven-year-old flag football game, I owe Coach Todd Haley for the victory. Just to let you know about that. <laughs> Just goes to show you it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's well, and O's. I, don't know. I had a pretty good scheme, man. I ran a nice cover three that was hard to beat. <laughs> But that's pretty cool. What, what do you have to say? I'm sure he was. Oh, he was. You um, know, he was. He just talked about it. What he's the the thing that stuck out the most. He said. You know, he had all the attributes that you look for. He was, you know, he could throw. He was big, all that stuff. Yeah, he said, yeah. But he was weatherproof. That's a great point. I always called him a mutter. Yeah. yeah. He said Ben was weatherproof. It didn't matter what the weather was like, uh, rain, snow, wind. Right. It was perfect. He was a perfect fit for an AFC North team. It really is. That's a great point that people overlook a lot. You know, like, for example, like, we were looking for a kicker when I was with the Browns. We don't want one from San Jose State. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, Florida. Yeah. Like maybe you're fine <laughs> in the weather, but you don't know. Right. I mean, the fact that he was from this area of the country, but even probably more importantly, he must have worked on it. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys don't or, you know, practice with wet ball or play in the snow. And he also had the physical attributes to just be big and strong. It was know? one I mean, of the yeah. things that, the you know, when the Browns talked about a lot before they drafted Baker Mayfield, who had the smallest hands in that draft. Right, right, right. This is well, we want a, we want a guy up. who right. has, you know, big hands that can hit, drive the football in, in you know, Cleveland weather in bad weather. Big, right, right. Well, and they, they went out weather. and drafted one who couldn't. Who's six foot and yeah. doesn't see real well and <laughs> is not physically overwhelming. You know, right. So yeah. the, I'm not bashing Drew Brees at all, but I guarantee you, Ben's numbers and Drew Brees' numbers yeah. would be a little different if they fl- flop teams. Oh, there's you know no, there's not I mean? a doubt in my mind. I mean, by like twenty percent, Brees would not. Have, Brees was not the strongest arm quarterback mm-hmm. to begin with. He was perfect for the dome and for yeah. the AFC, uh, NFC South. I'm perfect. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, here on Steelers Nation Radio, we've got seven days of seven. Uh, you can listen to a bunch of uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's greatest games here on these very airwaves. This morning, they played his first career start against the Dolphins, okay. that being uh, at 7 a.m. this morning. That was uh, October 3rd, 2004. Dude, that was a long time ago. Wow. Uh, of course, then uh, the, later on after our show tonight, uh, you you can hear the the game against the Patriots on October 31st, 2004. They beat the Patriots in that game, ended uh, New England's, I think it was a 21-game winning streak. Mm, yeah, right. Okay. And Halloween, right. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m. you can listen to the game against the Colts on uh, January 15th, 2006. 
That, of course, being the game with wow. the big tackle uh, that he made. Uh, they beat the Colts in the divisional round. It's funny you bring that game up. We'll get back to this in a minute. But Stan Savern asked me today on the air, he said, if Ben doesn't make that tackle, does Bill Cowher get in the Hall of Fame? No. I'm like, I don't think. <laughs> no, he does not. I mean, no, I do no. not think so. I mean, yeah. you can do that with a lot of different games in any Jerome sport. Jerome Bettis but, might not either. Yeah, right. I mean, they, Ben does, but I don't think the others do. Right. I mean, that's yeah. a big deal. Is kind of a big deal, as was the game the following week. Uh, that would be January twenty second, two thousand and six. That was the AFC Championship game against the Broncos. He was outstanding in those two games. Yeah, yeah. people forget about that. They look at the, the his production in the Super Bowl that year, and wow, he was just a caretaker. And oh, right. All that stuff. They don't get there they without him. Yeah, I think I looked at he had like seven touchdowns and one interception in the playoffs that year, leading up leading up to the, up to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, was, he was outstanding. That makes me crazy about that. It was like, oh, he was just kind of hanging on, and he would, didn't have much to do with the Super Bowl run. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, I mean, he was Those teams threw to run. Yes. They threw right, early right, to right. run late. Uh, again, all respect to Brady. I'm not picking on him. Early Brady Super Bowls were not Brady-driven, yeah, no. you know, at all. And Ben's were more driven by the quarterback than the Patriots ones were. Yeah, Brady, you know, Brady right. gets actually gets credit for – Beating the Steelers in 2001, for example. Mm-hmm. They were losing that game until Drew, Brady got hurt and Drew Bledsoe came in. Right, 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 right. You know, that, it, it's, they, uh, the, the, the Patriots I mean, probably Tom's, lose Tom's that game. just fine. Yeah. But, yeah, right. yeah. But, yeah, but the Patriots probably lose that game if Brady finishes it. A good point. I hadn't thought about that way. But you're probably and right. The Steelers I mean, that's the way it was going. And the Steelers go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, that, that Broncos game's at 7 o'clock. Sunday, uh, you got the Super Bowl. Against the uh, the Seahawks at okay. seven a.m. Then uh, at seven p.m. on Sunday, you get the uh, Chargers game from one eleven. Uh, that would be January eleventh, uh, two thousand and nine. Um, that was a big uh, matchup against uh, Breeze. Or I'm sorry, uh, Rivers, 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 yeah. and and the Roethlisberger. Those Chargers teams were good in the back playoffs. Then. Yeah. yeah, that like Tomlinson, Vincent Jackson, that era. Yeah, yeah that's okay. before the Steelers. Uh, that, that was their uh, playoff game. That uh, pushed them into the the Super Bowl. Okay, uh, that's in two, 08 uh, playoffs. Yeah. Uh, then you get the Ravens game uh, on Monday at seven a.m. in those very same playoffs. Uh, the the following week, um, just a a knockdown drag out brawl. Typical. You <laughs> yeah. thought we'd mentioned AFC North. You know, I mean, those were clearly... probably the two best teams in the league that year. Steelers Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I, I I wrote that game up just of. You know that that stat sheet I did of Steeler Ravens memories, and that was one of the ones I picked. And it was like these two were powerhouses. If, yeah, that if you want to epitomize, or if somebody has never seen Steelers Ravens uh, and wondered known what the rivalry was, mm-hmm. you pop on that game. That's it. That's where that's you start. The, just yeah. here, watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I it's like they're playing the, a different game than what you play than today. What the league is going. <laughs> yeah. it, honestly, it was kind of like Bills Chiefs Sunday night. I yeah. mean, that was the level of talent and difference from the rest of the league that people were watching in that game. Two notes there too. I mentioned the the radio hit I did with Stan today. He brought me in with the. The play Chris Collinsworth called with Suggs hanging all over him and yeah. he makes this crazy throw like Mahomes before Mahomes and Allen before Allen. You know, like he was ahead of his time. And this dude, Brian Smith, texted me this. And I didn't realize it. Maybe you did. But I just want to make sure our listeners did that in Ben's career, he's 19 and 10 against the Ravens. Oh, yeah. I, I brought that up. 
two weeks ago when they, yeah. after they beat the Ravens. I mean, they were equal teams, give or take, and he won two out of three against the Ravens in his career. That, to me, is better than what he did against the Browns. It's better than what his record yeah. against the, yeah, right, right, the right. Bengals. I mean, they owned the Browns. He owned the yeah. Bengals. But to go two out of three against that team, and, you know, no offense to the other folks, but they only won one out of nine tries without him, you know. Right. So it's. <laughs> we see the the denominator here. Yeah, for sure. Um, then, of course, at uh, 7 p.m. on Monday, uh, you get the Super Bowl game against the Cardinals. We all know how that one went. That one went pretty good. Uh, kind of pretty a big, well. Kind of a big ending uh, for, for pretty, Roethlisberger. Pretty good, yeah. Should have been the MVP of that game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not. I did not have a vote mm-hmm. in that, even though they did the vote at that time in the in the press box. Uh, Tuesday. We get the 7 a.m., the game against the Packers on December 20th, 2009. That was uh, Roethlisberger hitting uh, uh, Mike Wallace at the end of the game. That okay. was, I think it was a 39-38 game at Heinz Field. Versus Rodgers? Versus Rodgers, okay. yeah. Okay, so they didn't tangle too Last often, one that but... had the ball won it. And yeah. The one last one yeah. that had the ball. <laughs> kind of sounds like Allen Mahomes. You know, like, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Crazy. Uh, then uh, at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, you get a uh, – October 26, 2014 game against the Colts. If I remember that correctly, that was uh, he had like five touchdown passes. And I remember I was yeah. at ESPN at the time on that, that weekend, and I was I think it was a Sunday night game. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I was down at the bar. There was something wrong with my TV in my room, and so I had to use the bar and wow, well, I had to have to have a beverage or two. And Keyshawn Johnson sitting next to me, and we both worked for ESPN, but I didn't know him, and he didn't know me, and he's cheering for the Steelers because he's buddies with Haley. And we were just like, became good buds, you know, been through another one, high-five, and it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I barely knew the guy. Yeah, yeah it might have been the uh, the two best games, individual games of his career, because Wednesday morning you'll get to hear the next game, which was uh, the following week against the Ravens. I think he had six touchdown passes and, and no interceptions. Yeah, in two games, <laughs> in with two no games. interceptions. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. I do remember that stretch. Uh, yeah, that's at 7 a.m. I think a. that was a record, 11 over two games. I believe, yeah. I, right, yeah. right. Uh, that will be at 7 a.m. Wednesday. At 7 p.m. Wednesday, you get uh, December 25th, 2016 against the Ravens, that being the Immaculate uh, Extension game. Oh, okay. Christmas, obviously. Christmas Day. The right, Steelers right. wrap up the division title. we got a Halloween game and a Christmas game here on, on the docket. Yeah, a little that? bit. And then uh, Thursday, to finish off the seven days of seven here on Steelers Nation Radio, you get a, uh, well, the game from earlier this year against the Browns. Oh, interesting. And uh, that would be January 3rd, 2022. That was the final home game for Ben Roethlisberger. Monday nighter, everyone remembers that one. And then at 7 p.m. on Thursday, you get the final regular season game. Uh, that would be against the Ravens, uh, okay. January 9th, 2022. I hadn't looked at any of these dates. Yeah, yeah. Brian LaMartina, just to pull back the curtain, sent these to me last night. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the dates were, what games they were going to show. And yet we knew exactly what they were. Right, right, right. Each one of them. And right, yeah. right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're going to pick the good ones, but yeah. Yeah, right. But still, I mean, it's like, oh, I remember that But some one. of those, like, you look at them, like, I'm sitting here and I'm looking, okay, what's this Chargers game? Okay, oh, that was this game, you know. And the- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, so many unbelievable, memorable moments over his career that, frankly, I've taken for granted over the last couple of years, too. Like, I, I forget a lot of those things and kind of live in the moment as opposed to week after week watching him do that. And a third time I've referenced a stand call today, but, you know, he asked me, he's like, you know, what really makes Ben great? And it goes back to like that mutter conversation you had. Is, and to me, there's a lot, not a lot, but I mean, he was a special physical specimen. And that's not uncommon that, you know, a guy right. that's, wow, look at him, comes in the league, Cam Newton or whoever. Yeah. 
but the competitiveness matched with that equals Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, even at that, like Haley said, that the competitiveness, she said it didn't matter what you were doing. It could be on the golf course. I bet, yeah. could be, you know. He said they used to, and I didn't know this, the, the coaches at training camp up at St. Vincent College have a dart tournament every year. Oh, do they? And he I bet said seven wasn't invited. That well, yeah, he he would come in. Uh, some of the veteran players could come in and play in the dart tournament. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, a couple times it came down to me and Ben at the in the finals. And he said he'd need like a, a bullseye and a triple sixteen or something. And he'd hit the bullseye and the triple sixteen. Right. <laughs> like, Fourth quarter with you know, twelve seconds on the yeah. clock. Great. Ben's got <laughs> Ben's got the dart. <laughs> he said, just he said, you know, it, it's the clutchness. You know, he how did he put it? He said he thrives and he, and he said this is not a knock on him at all but he thrives in chaos yeah right 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 i you think know, i've heard tomlin say that as other well, other right. quarter you know other pl- players they you know the 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 more chaotic the more crazy the more pressure in the situation mm-hmm. the better he got that's a rare quality i mean yeah. that, that just truly is and we even saw it this year i mean he was clearly his best even though it was you know, games on the line, fourth quarter, clock's ticking yeah, down. Okay, right. I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, what he had nine game-winning drives or something. This he had, year? He had six know? this year. Six. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, even while his body was failing him or not what it once was, still summoned his best game or his best play when it mattered most. And speaking of Ben's body, has anyone gotten more out of their body than that guy? You know, no. I mean, did you see what, on the line? Did you and, see what Tom Brady tweeted out yesterday? No, I didn't. He, he tweeted out something. It was. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger didn't go by the. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, call it up here real okay. quick. Um, but it was it was it was actually pretty pretty funny um, that uh, Roethlisberger didn't. Okay, here it is. Ben defied the TB12 method in favor of the throw some ice on it method his whole career <laughs> and ended up an all time great with six Pro Bowls, two Super Bowls. There's more than one way to bake a cake. Wow, that is good. It, it does feel like he was the. Rub some dirt on and get back out there, kind of guy. Yeah. Or you know, throw throw ice on your knee and practice, and you'll be fine. And let's go do this thing. Yeah, um, impressive. I, I, that's uh, maybe the ultimate compliment mm-hmm. there, like <laughs> without question. And there are. I mean, this will lead us to you know the Steelers' next quarterback and all those conversations that are going to be coming all weekend or all all off season. But there's a lot of ways to be great. I mean, there's a lot of ways to bake that cake. And I mean, Ben and Brady aren't similar. And I forget who has had the conversation with Ben this week, and he was talking, and he's like, someone asked me, give me some other physically similar players to Ben in history and how he compares. <laughs> and, I mean, it was, he just threw it on me, and I think it was Tim Benz, actually. And I'm like, um, that's a pretty short list, first of all, coming up with, like, Favre and Elway, you know, the – a lot of the to me, Elway is probably the closest. Yeah, comparison. Right. I thought Elway was about as good as you get. Yeah. I, I brought up Josh Allen as a modern comparison, but like, it's there's a lot more Brady styles. You know, yeah, was like that. Rivers, you, you know, stand in the pocket, right. and not, you know, right, that and, kind of stuff. And Ben, that's even more desired now than it was when he was drafted, which was light years ago. I mean, I mean, he's custom made for this NFL. Yeah, go back and look at some of those games we just mentioned. If you haven't been around long enough to see them, or have you kind of forgotten about some of those games? I've even forgotten some. There are clips yeah, right. of them on, on you know, YouTube and places like that. Right. Um, watch how he moves around. Yeah. Watch watch how he shakes guys off. And the uh, just strength and the movement amazing. skills and the balance and the ability to not have to reset to throw, you know, those type of things. I mean, any quarterback can sit, step into a ball, throw a deep yeah. ball, you know. But 
when your feet aren't right and you know people are hanging off you, I mean, there was nobody better. Yeah, some of the stuff that Mahomes now gets credit for, and rightfully so. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, Roethlisberger used to do all the time too. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the off balance throws, sidearm, sure. you know, across the field, well, things that you're not supposed to do. <laughs> right, and Elway did them before him. Yeah. I mean, these aren't new things. I mean, yeah. every time you see it, it's still jaw dropping, no matter who does it. Right. Yeah, his physicality is as good as anyone's in the league yeah. that I've ever seen. Now we have to talk a little bit about the other thing that happened More today. More news, huh? More news today. Uh, Art Rooney, uh, the second, uh, speaking to the media today, uh, took part in that. And uh, he announced that, in fact, in, it is true, Kevin Colbert has informed them that they, he will step down at the conclusion yeah. of this year's draft. Not a shock. I mean, there's been rumors out there and all that, and he's um, – Moving on with his life's work, I, I guess. And well, he wants to stay on in, in an advisory type role or whatever oh, it may be. Okay. Uh, probably much like Bill Nunn did after he. Bill mm-hmm. Nunn actually retired in 1987. Yeah, <laughs> he stayed around and was and was involved in the draft for another 17 years mm-hmm. after that. There's an advisor. Or yeah, whatever, come okay. in and watch tape with the guys, and you know he just wasn't running around on the road anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean. Being a scout and being on the road gets old. I mean, it, it certainly does. I can and, imagine. And Kevin travels more, from what I've been understood, than most GMs. I don't think he's just sitting in his office watching tape or reading other people's yeah, files. Yeah, taking everybody much. else's scouting reports and right. compiling it. No, yeah, I, mean, I think he does a lot of traveling, a lot of the still, you know, the, the grind of the scouting world. And with all respect to Ben, I'm not trying to make this a hot take or anything. I think Kevin's as good as his job as Ben was at his. I would I, agree. I really think they're think, Hall of Famers. I think they're both Hall of Famers. I really do. And yeah. I remember a couple of combines ago, um, B. Hunt sat down with us and called him a Hall of Famer. And I went, I double took and looked at him. I'm like, really? I mean, you don't have to kiss up is what I was thinking <laughs> to myself. And, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, he is. You know, you, you don't think of GMs in that light very often. Um, the body of work is unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, three Super Bowls, two wins, six yeah. conference championship games. Uh, the second best record over over his tenure, com- only to the <laughs> to the team up in New England. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just look draft after draft after draft. And I haven't done this in a couple years, but it was two years ago where I figured out every year that he was in charge of the draft. If you averaged out what their twenty fourth, it was like twenty four. Yeah, and I assume it's still right around there. Yeah, it hasn't moved dramatically. No, it hasn't moved dramatically. I mean, they're not picking one or thirty two in the last year. You know, so think about that though. I mean, average draft, you're picking twenty fourth overall. I mean, that's we always talk about the first half of the draft is where the blue chippers go. There's never thirty two of them. There's never twenty four of them. You're always picking outside the no brainer zone. He's had one top ten pick in his tenure. That he earned, including. He didn't even earn it. No, you're talking about, okay, I was thinking <laughs> there's one, one other than Bush. Yeah, yeah he moved up. For, okay, They I, moved I up thinking. for Bush. I mean, he came in in 2000 and they drafted Plexico Burris, but that wasn't his team. Okay. He was, yeah, I was, he was taking over Burris. for Tom Donahoe there. They've, they've not drafted in the top 10 earned and earned it mm-hmm. in the entire Kevin right. Colbert tenure. Yeah, that's what I meant by the 24 is what you earn, not where you actually right. make the selection if you trade up for Troy. That doesn't change the the math there. Yeah, anything, you were still twenty you know? eighth. Right, right, right. It's like what did where did you start with and what'd you do with it? I mean, yeah. It's an amazing track record. I mean, I've as much respect for Kevin Colbert as anyone I've met in the organization. Yeah. Uh, just has done a great job over the years and uh deserves to to take a step back and spend some time with the family. He's sixty five years old, he's got grandchildren. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like 
all right, you've, you've earned it. You've, Absolutely. You've done the job. Doesn't sound like he's a step totally away, though. Yeah. He's going to still be floating around a little you bit. You mentioned uh, Brandon Hunt. Uh, he's already been interviewed for the position, as has uh, Omar Khan. Um, they're, of course, uh, the in-house candidates uh, mm-hmm. to take that job. Uh, Art Rooney's saying that uh, they'll look at some outside people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, this is not a GM job like some of these other positions that are being filled around the league. No, it's very different. Yeah. Um, they, he, Art said that uh, they're probably not going to hire somebody. They'll do the, all the interviews and stuff, but they probably won't hire somebody until after the draft. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, I mean, scouts and general managers' contracts go draft to draft. Right. You know, like I always use this example. I was hired the day after the Browns uh, drafted Winslow, and then I was fired the day after we drafted Braylon Edwards. I mean, that's just how contracts run. So it, it – I mean, I'm sure you could get somebody out of their contract if you promote right. them or whatever, but that's that's when people move in that position most yeah. often. You know, that's the scouting world. That's what makes it interesting about the guys who have been replaced after the season. Mm-hmm. Like you're coming in completely, right? You didn't do any of this previous scouting, no, right? For that, for that team, you haven't done any of the the groundwork for that. You got basically you got what four months. To, to build a, a to board build a draft and, board for your team for this free agency yeah. sitting soon. And in many of those cases, you're also hiring a head coach. Right. So you even know what you're looking for yet. Unbelievable, right. <laughs> and again, my experience pales in comparison to those guys, but I kind of dealt with that too. You know, and a, a new staff came in around this time of year. And really what I equated to, though, is when I went from Pitt to Akron, we didn't know anything, and we had to put a recruiting class together. Like, <laughs> we were taking to- – we made it fun. We, we took tours of the campus with families, and we all learned together. Like, oh, it's pretty cool here, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and we talk football with them behind the scenes, and we yeah. just got to know them and trust each other. But we were learning on the road with them. You know, we had a couple of weeks to whip together a recruiting class, and yeah. it's hard. Yeah, know? I mean that's why those teams that that change GMs and coaches. Yeah, that's a rough go. And you mentioned how this one's so much different than most. I mean, you're not hiring a new guy to go start a coaching search for you, or let's change the way we. I'm sure they'll use the same scouting right. system. Right. I mean, they have a lot of the. Long-time, excellent area scouts. They're not going to tell them all to do something different. You know, I mean, it, it works. Yeah, it, it, really it works. all traces back to the, you know, when when uh, Bill Nunn and 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 Dick Haley, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Art, you know, Art Rooney, the, the right, right, the right, younger Art Rooney, the Dan's brother, right, were running drafts, and they, they, I mean, they look at things largely the same way. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean, you're, you're looking looking at things. The beauty of continuity, and, right? You know, I. I We've had this conversation, I think this week, you know, that Sierra Nation will criticize the team. You don't go higher from outside enough, and you got to bring in a coordinator with new ideas and yada, yada, and we kind of roll our eyes at that. But I would hope that people realize if they promote from within for the scouting front office world, you should be very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, right. Keep this thing as, as much as possible. Keep the, keep the, the train on the tracks. Yeah. If you're looking for this out of your outside linebacker position – Look for the exact same traits, you right. know, or character-wise or whatever. I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, again, the second-best record in oh. the in the last 20 years. Yeah, right. Like, That's what yeah. you're looking for here. Been right. to three Super Bowls and won two. I know you haven't uh, – well, they haven't won a you know playoff game in five years. They've won three playoff wins in the last 10 years. Sustained success is so hard, though. It, you know, again, you're hard. picking at the bottom of the first round time and every time year. Right. How much salary cap space is – Kevin had to fiddle with over the right. last you know two decades. Yeah, Not and, much. and you know when you 
when you have teams that go to three Super Bowls in what was it six years, mm-hmm. those guys want to get paid. Oh yeah, and, and right, so right. that's when you run into those salary cap problems. I, I really think people underestimate the the lockout in 2011. Mm. Um, much like these last couple of years, the salary cap didn't go up those years. In yeah, fact, yeah, in, yeah. Tw- in 2011, uh, the cap actually went down. Did it? Uh, I don't remember that. And that's you know the Steelers. Uh, that's that's you know that, from 2011, 2012. That's when you had to make decisions about well. Got to ask James Harrison to take a pay cut. <laughs> Can't yeah, afford him. Right, you're in like you know? the situation we talked about, yeah. like the Saints or you know, some of these teams. Got to let Keenan Lewis bad. walk. We're going to keep. We're going to keep Ike Taylor. He's helped us win three su- or get the three Super Bowls. We're going to mm-hmm. let this young corner go because we can't afford him. Cap went down those years. Yeah, well, they certainly <laughs> dealt with some of that during the COVID situation. Right, it's too. the same thing. I mean, Eagles, Saints, and Steelers really got hit hard by the cap not going anywhere and the COVID restraints and. They still remain competitive. I mean, a lot of teams would have turned to nothing at that point. You yeah, know, and they didn't. Yeah, so uh, great job, uh, great career from Kevin Colbert. Uh, can't say enough about him. Uh, the job he's done, not only the job that he's done, but just the, the person that he is. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a, a great guy. Um, yeah, he gave me some advice behind the scenes here and there in my early scouting world, and uh, sat down with him a few times. And he's phenomenal, and loved to pick yeah. his brain as much as I possibly could. When we were all younger, we used to we used to play a basketball game out at uh, St. Vincent College, and Kevin always played. He, Kevin was the uh, GA at Robert Morris for mm-hmm. the basketball team. So, oh, and the so basketball he had, team. he had some yeah, basketball yeah. skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'd we'd have those games, and all the scouts would come in and play. Great, great time. Some of the assistant coaches, that kind okay. of stuff, and, um, and a few media members. I was that's cool. Lucky enough to be able to do that. But uh, a lot In of my fun. three years at Pitt, they have the uh, the racquetball court there, and. I fiddled with it, and I was the worst racquetball player in the history of the planet. Like, you got to be able to change directions and get low, and I no. But Kevin and Bill Cower, I think they built it play, for them. They built it for them, yeah. They would come in and kick us off the court. I mean, we knew that if they were coming, just get out of the way, you know. And you'd watch in a little bit. They were into it, man. I mean, they, they came out saying some bad words at times, or, you know, if you were waiting for them to be done, they were into it, man. It was good stuff. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that. That is the, uh, of course, uh, Kevin is the draft uh Gets closer and closer, but we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR.